Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. If you've got big bags of grains or flour, how do you store them so they don't go bad, so they stay healthy to protect that investment? That's what we're answering on today's Ask Wardy. Today's question comes from Tara Kay. She says... Can you provide some suggestions for storage of larger amounts of flowers, grains, etc.? The stores seem to be hit and miss on the five-pound bags, but some still have the 20-pound. I'm just not sure how to store that much flour, grain, rice, etc. I'd be especially thankful if you can show visuals of storage vessels, pantry, countertop, etc., so I can visualize what to do to store this amount of product and still have a usable pantry, cabinet, etc. Thank you so much for your question, Tara. To say thank you for submitting a question that I answer on Ask Wardy, you're getting a free gift from us, and that's a free ebook and video package. So our team will be in touch to give that to you. Today's episode is piggybacking on last week's episode, Ask Wardy 148, where I showed you where to buy your flour and grains. You get them home though, what do you do? Well, there's some rules about flour and grain storage, and I'm going to go over those today as well as give you examples of how to do that with vessels and such. Be sure to visit the show notes, askwardy.tv, look for episode 149 for all the links, details of what I'm sharing today. First, let's talk about whole grains. So your whole berries to make flour, your rice and things like that. Whenever you're buying whole grains in bulk, when you get home, you should freeze them for 10 days to kill any critters or bugs. Then you can move into short-term or long-term storage. How does this work? Here's an example of a bulk rice bag. This one's 12 pounds, but there are bags 15 pounds, 20 pounds, 25 pounds, 50 pounds. Whenever you get it home, you want to transfer it into packages that will fit in your freezer. So not many of us could put a 25-pound bag in the freezer. Now you can if you have a chest freezer that's mostly empty, but a lot of times freezer space is at a premium. So you have to split it up. So split it up into Ziploc bags like this or recycled bread bags or paper bags. It really doesn't matter as long as the grain goes into small enough bags that you can fit it in your freezer. And then these go in your freezer for 10 days. When the 10 days is over, now you have your critter-free grains, whether it's rice, einkorn, or whatnot. And you wanna let it come to room temperature to avoid any condensation issues before you proceed with storing it for short-term or long-term. Now, these bags can actually stay in the freezer if that works for you. They don't have to come out of the freezer if you have the space. But if you've got a big quantity, 25 or 55 pounds, you might actually want to move them into buckets or jars or something so that you can open up that freezer space. So here is some einkorn grain that has been, after freezing for 10 days, has been moved into a glass jar. Or larger quantities can go in five pound buckets. These are our long-term food storage. We have a stack of these in the garage, depending on your house, where you can put them but they are food grade buckets that we got at like Home Depot and Lowe's and then we bought these gamma seal lids that it's a two-piece and you can easily get in and out of your buckets because of this 
screw-on lid. And this actually transforms your bucket into essentially airtight. And so you can pack your grains back in these buckets. If it's longer term storage, I would actually recommend investing at that point in mylar bags and oxygen absorbers. But if you're gonna use things within a few months and your temperatures are fairly stable, then your grains are gonna be fined at that room temperature-ish or cool and dry location in buckets or glass jars. Like you can take your bucket storage further by using mylar bags and desiccants. You can take your glass jar storage further by, if you use canning jars, you can actually get a vacuum sealer and they have these vacuum seal jar attachments. There's a hose here that hooks up to your vacuum sealer and actually suck all the air and seal up tightly. And so this jar has act, this jar of einkorn has actually been vacuum sealed, so it's even more stable in the pantry. So let's talk about that cool, dry place. So I literally mean cool as in room temperature or less. I also mean an even temperature. Temperature fluctuations is what cuts down on the shelf life of food, so if it can be even, and cool, also dark and critter free, then you could actually, your grains can last for years and years and years. Anything less than the ideal will shorten the shelf life of your dry goods like grains. Now let's talk about flour because once a grain has been ground into flour, you really reduce the shelf life. So I just ground this this morning for sourdough English muffins and I'm planning to make them very soon. So this flour is fine because I'm about to bake with it. When you mill your grains, into flour, and if you're keeping it at room temperature, you wanna bake with it within three days of grinding. Otherwise, it needs to go in the fridge or freezer. In the fridge, you've got up to seven days, and the freezer, use flour within six months. Now, why do we have these use-by dates? Well, one is the health of the flour, and second is, even grains have a little bit of oil, and it's been burst into this, this flour, so everything's just kind of opened up and exposed. And so you do have an issue with flour going rancid due to the fat content in the grain, even as little as it is. And so that's why you wanna use it within three days of room temperature, seven days stored in the refrigerator, or up to six months if stored in the freezer. And again, you're talking about putting this in storage containers like glass jars or Ziploc bags. Finally, what about sprouted grains or sprouted flour? So when you sprout a grain, it actually becomes a little more shelf stable according to what I've read, but I still follow the same rules as for unsprouted. So if it's berries, I follow the same storage rules and timelines. If I ground the sprouted berries into flour, I follow the same rules and guidelines for fresh ground flour, unsprouted. And that just means that I'm on the safe side. And since I'm already following the same rules for all of these things, why not just throw these into the mix? Keep it simple, don't complicate it with additional rules. So Tara, that's pretty much it. I think it's pretty simple and I hope you can accommodate some of these containers and or spaces in your pantry and your kitchen. Remember everyone to check out the show notes. AskWordy.tv episode 149 for all the particulars and links to things that I've mentioned or shared today, and also a link to last week's episode on sources for grains and flour from small farms and online merchants that may be in better shape than your local stores. If you're interested in more information about whole grains, milling whole grains, using fresh ground flour in your baking, then be sure to get my Home Grain Milling 101 ebook. It's completely free, and you can claim it at tradcookschool.com slash milling101, M-I-L-L-I-N-G 101. Thanks for joining me, everyone. I'm so glad you made it, and I hope to see you again in about a week, same time, same place. Bye-bye. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. 
Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.